This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 144. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Heather Steele. Heather is the founder and CEO of Blue Steel Solutions. Heather started her marketing agency 10 and a half years ago because she was tired of seeing great people fail just because they couldn't clearly communicate their value. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us, Heather. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Liam. I'm excited to be here. And we're so excited to have you here today. Very nice to meet you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Sure. So um, I'm Heather Steele, as Tara said. I run an agency called Blue Steel Solutions. We help businesses create really great messaging for their websites and funnel programs that make people want to learn more about their business, um, helps drive leads for them, and ultimately grow their business. What caught my attention when you were saying that, well, when Tara was saying, to be perfectly honest, um, that you started it 10 years ago when you were noticing and, and, and struggling at the, the fact that so many people were struggling with their messaging. I wonder what were you doing before you started your own business that where that particular issue around messaging came to your attention and was something that you decided you needed to fix? Yeah, so I was actually working in-house at a broker-dealer. And so we were an independent broker dealer that supported financial advisors who basically were running their own business, um, their own advisory services, but we provided some back-end support to them. And one of the things that we did was help them with some marketing. And I would see a lot of people who came from a captive world, which is if you think like Merrill Lynch, um, you know, some of the, the ones where they're direct employees and they have lots of support, everything's kind of handed to them and all they have to do is run their book of business. Then suddenly they go independent and they're a business owner. Things are a lot different. They're having to go out and generate their own leads and grow their business themselves instead of just focusing on kind of their day-to-day workload. And I would see people make this transition and it didn't always go well. It was difficult. It was something that they really struggled with because you had people that were top performers that had always done really well. And then all of a sudden things aren't working very well for them. And I would see that there was other marketing companies who would kind of come in and, um, you know, just act like vultures and (laughs) take advantage of these people and charge them outrageous fees to give them very templated, you know, cookie cutter solutions that didn't actually do anything to help them grow their business. And so now these people felt like, well, I've wasted my entire marketing budget. I'm still not getting anywhere with this business. And I'm starting to feel really like, I just don't know what I'm doing. And maybe I'm not as good at this whole running a business thing as I thought I would be. And so that was really what what I was driven by when I started this company was to provide, you know, not only great services, but to help those people to see that it's not that they're doing something necessarily wrong with their business or they're not great at what they do. They're just not necessarily great at communicating their unique value. And so that that became the cornerstone for kind of everything that we do. Everything starts with that messaging great content that makes people really want to learn more that says, 
I think you can solve my problems and I need to learn more about that. And then we build out from there for websites, landing pages, email campaigns, um, you know, everything that's going to help them generate more leads for their business. It's so thorough what you've described. I love your approach and, and your enthusiasm about getting this messaging out there. Um, can you talk a little bit about how your business has grown and how you have um, transitioned into working with different types of clients and how they find you? Yeah, definitely. So I think I started kind of like everybody does where it was, you know, outsource your marketing department to me and I will figure out a way to do everything. And most of it will be done pretty well, maybe not all of it, but it'll get done. Um, and over the years, like everyone does, I kind of every year try to stop and look at, okay, what am I delivering that's helping my clients grow their business? You know, what's really standing out as something that's actually helping them? And where can I be profitable and efficient with how I'm delivering those things? Um, and also, where do I feel really confident, right? When I sit down to write the proposal, if I'm feeling really anxious, if I'm feeling nervous, if I'm feeling like maybe my pricing isn't right, maybe I don't really know enough about this approach or the solution, those are things I need to take out of my offering. So every year, you know, it's, it's gotten more and more and more narrow as I look at those things and take away different offerings. For example, for a long time, we did SEO. Um, part of it in-house, part of it with an agency that we outsource to. And every single time that I wrote one of those proposals, I felt really anxious because I didn't quite feel like that was our best area, that we were really strong there. And so we took it away and we're able to focus more on the things that, that we do really well and then let the other work go to the people that specialize in those things. I feel like I could talk proposals all day long, but that's not really the focus <laughs> of our show. Um, I want to ask you one question about taking SEO out and not necessarily that it's SEO, but you're taking out a service and, and freelancers growing their own businesses into businesses and small businesses, you know, those little services can be the hook that, that maybe, you know, you make a couple hundred bucks on a, on a thousands of dollars project on, on that, whatever that little service hook is, but it's the decision-making well, if I can get it all at once, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Heather. Or I'll go with Tara. Or I'll go with Liam because it's all in one. How did you approach, how do you approach that psychologically when you know, you're risking those little, you're risking sales and, and, you know, okay, probably in, in retrospect, you're going to do better because you're not going to stress about SEO in your case. Um, but, but how do you approach that? How does, what does that decision process look like for you? For me, it's one thing that makes it easier is I do have a great network. So over the years, you know, you meet other people in this space, especially in the WordPress community. I mean, it's, it's kind of like no other business community where everyone really does want to help each other and there can be really great positive relationships. And so anything that I'm not able to do, I can feel pretty comfortable that I can go to my network and find someone that can help fill that gap. And then we can, you know, do a really good job of integrating with and working well together. And at the end of the day, if that's not the right fit for a client, they really want everything under one roof, then I'm okay with letting that go. Um, you know, we're at a point now where definitely there were hard times to do that, but, um, over time as you grow and you build a reputation and it just becomes easier to, to get leads and to get new customers. 
it became something that I was just really comfortable with saying, if, if, if the way I do business isn't a good fit for you, then I'm not a good fit for you. And that's fine. And I'll help you even find someone who is a good fit, but I'm not going to continue to do things that either I don't feel comfortable delivering or that I just know you can get better from somewhere else. It's so liberating to be at a point where you can say that, right? Like a lot yeah. when you start out, that's not, that's not where you start. That's not where most people start out when they start their business, but it's like, it is such a great feeling to be able to say that and it takes a lot of confidence to get there. So I, and I know your business has grown um, to get to that point. What, what are your favorite and least favorite things to do in your business? So my least favorite, I'll start with that, is actually writing proposals. <laughs> it's not, I don't know why. I just always found it to be a labor that is not fun for me. I don't know. It's um, it's very necessary, <laughs> but it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, I really love problem solving. So when, when someone has a unique issue, whether it be something that they need to do on their WordPress site, or if it's something that they're just trying to accomplish in their business, trying to put the pieces together and problem solve is something that I just really enjoy. Um, it can almost be to a point distracting for me because as you all know, Tara, if someone has a tricky problem, I'm like the first one to try to jump in and figure it out, even if it's not what I need to be doing that day. Yes, you're amazing that way. As a matter of fact, I have very recent experience with that wonderfulness about you. Uh, <laughs> Heather and I are in a uh, business of WordPress Slack group, and uh, she is very active there in helping people solve their problems. I don't know how you fit it into your day to, to do that, but you're like multi-talented and knowledgeable in so many different things that it's, you're a great resource and you're nice to share your, your knowledge with everyone. Um, have you had... Um, mentors or people that have guided you as you've gotten to this point? Definitely. Um, no one that's been kind of a, a stand in long-term mentor, but just people that, again, especially in WordPress that are so open about their own businesses, their own experiences and what they've learned from. Um, you know, I think one of the, the first early on people that I connected with that really helped me to learn the ropes of this was Carrie Dills. I mean, she was like an open book, gave me leads, helped me with problems, you know, was just a really great person to be a sounding board and a friend in this space. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many people like her too, that it might just be a brief interaction that we have that they drop some little piece of knowledge that sticks around forever or those more long-term relationships. Um, yeah, there's just too many to even name. I think it's kind of the community as a whole has been <laughs> a good mentor. Yeah, thanks for mentioning Carrie. She's actually been a longtime supporter of Holly Chats and one of our uh, one of our guests as well. So um, shout out to Carrie Dills. Yes. Absolutely, she's, wonderful. she's a fantastic person. I've got a lot of time for her. I, I miss her podcast. I used to spend many, many an hour. Yes. Me listening too. to boy i can see the graphic but i am struggling to come up with the name of office hours there office we hours go there we go office thank you ladies she thank just you. said something about restarting it which would be great but she used to do it live and i would tune in live and mm -hmm. chat with people and i met 
some good friends there. I mean, some of my first, very first WordPress friends I met yeah. through the interaction on Carrie's podcast. So, so fun. Yeah. She, um, she actually lived about 45 minutes from me for a very long time. Not just in California, but yeah, I'll forgive her for that. So she was really <laughs> good at connecting local people and yeah, she's just an awesome person. So I could talk about her all day. <laughs> Heather, I, I want to ask you one of our signature questions, but before I get to that, I'm going to going to take a little liberty here and ask you, given that you shared that you really like solving problems and problem solving and in an era of Zoom calls and slacks and emails and Twitter and all the craziness in the world generally, how do you structure your day or time to be able to problem solve beyond you know, the quick fix that, that helps the client, but doesn't really move the project along. How do you, how do you get problem solving time into your day? That's a great question. So my schedule is actually something that's kind of an anomaly <laughs> for people that know me. So um, I only get about three dedicated work hours a day. Um, I have a special needs child who's here um, all but about those three hours a day and makes it very difficult to sit down and focus. And so I learned a long time ago to be very good at time blocking. So I give myself basically 20 minute blocks um, for those three dedicated hours, which, um, you know, you guys are getting a couple of those blocks today. So I am um, very good at structuring how I'm going to spend that time. And, you know, what is it? Is it Pythagorean's theorem of, um, every task will expand or contract the to the time that you give it. Um, so I've, I've learned how to take, you know, I can, if I'm going to write an article or blog post, it's going to get done in 20 minutes. You know, if I'm going to focus on a problem, I'm going to give myself 20 minutes and hopefully I can get it done in that time. If not, I'm, I'll move it to a later time slot, but um, that's helped a lot. That time blocking is something that works really well for me. I'm a procrastinator big time. So I need those very, stringent guidelines on how I'm going to use my time too. Um, and I've also just become really good at multitasking on the phone. So that's something that I can use throughout the day when I'm running around helping with my kiddo and, you know, making sure he's taken care of and not destroying the house. I can be on my phone in my Slack groups and, you know, chatting with people or making notes on my phone. Um, I do a lot of my brainstorming. I use an app called Sphere that's really nice for kind of visually storyboarding out content or ideas. Um, so I do a lot of that in kind of micro moments on my phone as I can, and then use my time blocking hours to really dive in and, and get more deep work done. Um, fortunately, you know, I've been doing this long enough that most of what we offer to our clients is very structured. You know, it's very almost productized. Um, if we're gonna do a funnel campaign, it's not like we're starting from scratch and saying, okay, well, what's this funnel gonna look like? And what are these emails gonna be? I don't know. No, we have a very succinct structured approach to it. Um, so it's not that I'm needing the time to sit down and think up a brand new strategy. It's really just kind of taking, okay, what are the building blocks that we always use in these kinds of projects and how are we going to put it together for this specific need? Thank you for that. I, I want to be mindful of your time here. So uh, oh, grateful no, for the gift of it. No, I, I, I'm not saying that to, to be rude to you. I do, I do mean it. Uh, 
your, your time is a gift to us and to our listeners. So thank you for that. And now I will ask you one of our questions, and it's about success. And I wonder, how do you define success? Is that a personal definition, a professional definition? Maybe you mix the two. How do you define success? It's definitely a mix of the two. Um, I'll be completely transparent that I'm very profit-oriented when it comes to my business. Um, I feel like that's a good indicator of, of success for me. Um, as you know, especially as a parent, I have a child that's going to need me for the rest of my life and will need full-time support for the rest of his. So making sure that every minute that I put into my business pays back over and over and over again is super important. So I consider that to be something that is very closely tied to my personal success. Um, I also really just love influencing and, and helping others to get to a point where they feel confident in their business. And so anytime that I am able to share an experience or give advice or share something that I did horribly wrong so that someone can do it differently, I feel like that's also a piece of my success. Any Anytime that someone tells me that something I shared or um, helped them with has helped them feel more confident in what they're doing in their business, um, that's the other half of it for me. You know what I find, I don't know the right word, fascinating, interesting, inspiring, is the combination of profit-driven business with the desire to be helpful and kind and good. And I think a lot of times uh, when you are driven by profit, it's assumed that you are cold and that you are, you know, not um, also altruistic as you're describing that you are. And I know that you are. Um, so I'm wondering how that comes back around and how those things work together. Cause sometimes I feel like if I want to be helpful and good, I'm not making any money, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm offering, I'm offering to help and I'm not charging for that, or I'm not charging as much. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that balance and how you work that out in your own mind and in your business? Yeah, definitely. So I used to be very bad about just giving, give, give, give all the time. Um, we would do workshops and webinars and give away our, our templates and eBooks and every, every bit of knowledge was just given away. And it became really apparent that when we did that, just gave and gave and gave and gave that people didn't really appreciate or um, even understand the value of what we were giving. And so I had to kind of reel that back in and, and take more control over it. And so I kind of consider now that anything I can give in like a bite-sized format is appropriate for me. You know, if it's, I'm going to take 10 minutes and show you how I did something, or I'm going to, you know, write a blog post or an article or share something like on, on um, a podcast like this. But if it's, I'm going to complete a project for you, or I'm going to take on, you know, workload, that's not the right fit for me. So if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be the person that says, Hey, nonprofit, I like what you do. I'm going to build you a website. That's just not, that's not what's right for me, but those kind of more bite-sized pieces um, that I can give to people and, and hopefully help them in that way. That fits really well with my schedule. You know, it's a good brain break when I can take that little moment and then it feels good. And usually it comes back around, you know, people, people like people that are nice. And so um, I get lots of 
referrals and help from the community, I think, because I'm willing to jump in and, and be helpful where I can. So, um, yeah, to me, it's not giving away the whole farm because people won't find value in that. They typically won't appreciate it, but giving just small pieces here and there where I can um, and making it as meaningful as I can and not really expecting much out of it, it does come back around, you know. Yeah, I, you spoke volumes there, and I won't try to recap it. You did a great job on that. Thank you. And and one thing I, I just want to go back to, you shared that you're profit-driven, and then you went right into explaining your family situation and your, your son and that his needs are the drive behind the profit. And I, I see that very much as a passionate or compassionate uh, side of money. It's not, I need money so that I can, you know, live a lifestyle or be able to say I made X or I made Y this year, but it's, it's fulfilling a very real need that a parent has to want to provide for their child. And, and that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And I, and I love that you're just putting it out there that, you know, I have to make money and therefore I don't give away a website to a nonprofit because, you know, you're not in the I same position. The <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. But I, I, I really yeah. like the way that you you qualified the why behind profit because money's just a tool, and the the way that you described it made it a t- made it very clear that you are a very loving parent, and I I respect mm-hmm. that a lot about you. Thank you for that. And I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Like if I can do that and go to the beach a few times a year, then. <laughs> I'm going to do that. There's nothing wrong with right? that. Like, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Making money to enjoy your life is, you know, yes. is perfectly fine, right? And I think, I think I've mentioned this to Tara before, but there's not a whole lot of role models of people who have, I don't want to say been, you know, uber successful, but even just living a comfortable life with someone that they are, you know, going to care for forever, that requires a different lifestyle, um, like what my husband and I have with my son, there's not a whole lot of people that you can look to to say, okay, that's how that works. And so, you know, part part of what I would love to do is to be able to um, share with other families, like this is one way that you might make it work to have what you need to take care of your children, but also to be comfortable. To be able to work, you know, a 15 hour work week um, and still meet everyone's needs and be able to be comfortable, you know, because um, most special needs families barely get by. I mean, that's just the way it is in our country. They, they, there's not a lot of support. Um, therapies are very expensive. Our insurance is incredibly expensive. The school districts don't supply our special like advanced very, very special needs kids a whole lot, um, it falls to the parents. And so I think if I can figure out some ways to make this work and share those with other people, um, I would love to, to be able to do that and to be able to show other moms, especially that that diagnosis is not a life sentence of being broke and never having a purpose in your life outside of your children ever again. If there's other things you can do, it's not going to look like the typical situation of most people's work days or most people's businesses, but there are some things you can do that'll make it work. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. I'm struggling with some words to reply to that because I find it like overwhelmingly uh, 
positive, (laughs) (laughs) wonderful. And, and that's so hard to find, I think when, you know, today, as well as, you know, when you're in a situation where you do have a long-term care plan that you have to have for your child. And um, so, wow, hats off to you, Heather, to, to be able to face it with a, not only a positive attitude, but a desire to help others to have a positive attitude and to have a positive life. So I think that's just awesome. It's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> no, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Tell us a little bit about how you drifted into or jumped into or dove into the WordPress community. So I way, way backtrack. I always thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, so I went to school for pre-vet. And in my junior year of college, I had randomly gotten a job working in our technical writing lab on campus. And I finally decided to admit that I really am not that good at math or science, which is like pretty important to going to vet school. And so I made a sharp right turn and decided to do technical writing for my focus. Um, started doing a lot of contract and freelance work while I was still in school just to kind of play catch up because that's what you have to do when you're changing your major at the last minute. Um, And I ended up with a job at at match.com randomly in their marketing department. And I just really loved what they were doing. And so I started kind of shifting gears and taking what I learned in technical writing, which I think is why messaging is so important to me because I've got a really strong foundation in communication and how to communicate to people in the way that works best for them. Um, anyway, took that that right turn into marketing. And um, while I was, I was still in school at the time, finishing up the new degree that I was working on, and we had a group project that it required us to build a website. And um, the guy in my group that took on that part of the task, he built it on Joomla. And I was like, wow. <laughs> been using Dreamweaver to kind of mess around and do some little sites on the side. And this seems a whole lot better. And so I started using Joomla, just doing kind of freelance sites and sites for myself, kind of fun stuff. I did one for for a company that I worked for. Um, And so when I actually started my business, I was still using Joomla. The first couple of sites that I did for um, Blue Steel were Joomla sites. And I had a client who had the requirement of using WordPress. And so I was like, well, you know, it can't be that hard. It's like a blog software. I'll check it out. And the first time that I went to just look up something, you know how it is when you're doing any kind of development work, you get stuck, you go to Google and you're like, how do you blah, 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 blah. And I found these communities that actually had help in English which most of the Joomla community, I think at that time was just not English speakers. Um, It was very hard for me to find help from people that actually spoke English. And it just was this amazing community of people that wanted to help each other, that would answer questions. Um, The platform was honestly much simpler and easier. Joomla had just gone from like their one 1.0 1.0 and then 1.5 and then 2.0 and it was like you had to rebuild the site every single time and so WordPress just seemed like such a better solution so I made a switch and just said you know what I'm never I'm not going back to Joomla I'm just going to use WordPress until I find something better and that was you know probably nine years ago. <laughs> I'm going to switch um, to another question that we ask all of our guests in a second but um well, I'll just switch to it. 
to it now. Um, and maybe it will relate a little bit to what you're describing with your experience with WordPress community. And that's, can you share some advice with us that you've received and that you've implemented and that's helped you in your personal or professional development? Oh man, picking one thing is hard. <laughs> um, you know, I think instead of, instead of something that's helped me kind of along the way, because I just can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I heard something recently that just made so much sense and was so simple that I wish I had thought about it sooner, but um, I heard a guy, um, his name is Hal Runkle. He's actually like a parenting expert, but he was on a business podcast. He was talking about leadership and he was talking about how anytime you're going into a confrontation or a potential confrontation, that your only job is to have the lowest heart rate in the room. And so he, he says this from the standpoint really of parenting, which obviously hits home for me quite a bit because let me tell you, my heart rate gets pretty high a lot of the times. But even just from the standpoint of those difficult conversations with clients, negotiating with clients, writing a proposal, um, sending stuff off for review, like all these situations that I find myself feeling anxious and nervous about just that idea that if my only job, the only thing I'm focusing on is making sure I have the lowest heart rate in the room. I am the calmest, steadiest person. That's going to drive trust. That's going to drive respect. And that's going to keep me from feeling exhausted at the end of the day. And so that's something that I wish I had heard a long, long, long time ago, because it's so common sense, but it's something that I think I'll try to remind myself of every day. Yeah. How do you control that? Do you have a tech, a technique like a breathing or how do you keep your heart rate down? <laughs> um, I don't know, vodka. <laughs> um, it's not, it's more of a, to me, it's, it's more of a, just like, I can tell myself like, Hey, chill out. <laughs> You're over yeah, the idea, the mentality. Calm down. Mm -hmm. I like to think what's the absolute worst thing that can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like the absolute, they could cuss me out. They could scream at me. They could hate what I've done. They could think I'm too expensive. And all that's going to do is make me either decide they're not a good fit for me, or it's going to make me make my approach better next time. Like not a whole lot worse can happen. Right. And, and when I can put that mindset to it, it is pretty easy to just kind of you know, okay, whatever, we're going to do this and it'll go well. And if it doesn't, the next one will. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really good approach. Just maintaining inner calm, inner peace and giving yourself the space to answer and respond in ways that you're going to be happy with the next morning or the next evening or whenever it is. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. We are running out of time here, surprisingly. Uh, I didn't realize how quickly this half hour has gone. Mm -hmm. Heather, before we, we say goodbye to you, uh, I'll thank you for joining us today and ask you to share where people can find you online, please. So my website is bluesteelsteelesolutions.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, um, just under Heather Steele. Great. Thanks again, Heather. Really appreciate your joining us. and so glad that we're able to share um, your story here on Hallway Chats today. Have a Thank great day. You. You too. Thanks, Heather. Bye for now. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, 
meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.